Welcome to the Holiday Podcast, where we sit over some fresh-baked challah bread on Friday afternoons here at my dining room table. I'm your host, Tammy Priest, a Jewish follower of Jesus, and it's great to be with you again this week as we take another look at the intersection between the old and the new. Um, so once again, you may have noticed that my challah looks a little bit different from the traditional braid. As you, um, if you watched last week's video, you saw that I streaked my challah with pink in celebration of Valentine's Day. And this week, um, I've colored the three strands purple, green, and gold because, well, Tuesday was Mardi Gras, and Mardi Gras means that the countdown to Easter has begun. Of course, I didn't know these connections growing up as a Jewish kid. I just knew that Mardi Gras was a big party in New Orleans, and since I took French in high school and in college, I knew that Mardi Gras meant Fat Tuesday, which made sense since it was a big fat party, right? <laughs> of course, now I know that the day after Mardi Gras is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. Uh, this time to confess and consider our sins um, as we count down the days to Easter and all that it means. Lent's a time to prepare our hearts for what we know happened on that good yet horrible Friday. And then what happened on Resurrection Sunday? So I guess Mardi Gras was kind of a last hurrah before the seriousness of Lent set in. So I don't know if you observe Lent. And even if you do, I wonder if it's ever occurred to you that it's an interesting thing to count down to something that's already happened in the past. It's not like New Year's where you're counting down to the new year. Um, and this really struck me in a new way this year because as Lent has started this week, I've been thinking um, about the celebration of Purim next week. And so Purim is the Jewish celebration of Queen Esther and her uncle Mordecai's rescue of the Jews in Persia. And you probably know a little bit about this story in history, especially verse 414, which is when Mordecai tells Esther that perhaps she'd been made queen for just this monumental moment to save their people. And we'll talk about all that some more next week. Uh, but there is a piece of Purim that reminds me of Lent, but in a totally opposite way. Um, it's a countdown, just like Lent. Except during Lent, we're counting down to something we already know happened. Um, but in ancient Persia, when Haman got the king to sign the death sentence for all the Jews in the empire, he actually set the execution date for 11 months out. And this is probably to allow for time to make sure that the news spread throughout the entire kingdom, which was massive. Um, but so God's people were counting down just like we are at Lent, except they were counting down to something horrifying. They were counting down to the date on the calendar that was set as their genocide day across the entire empire. And not only that, but the royal order said that their execution was to be carried out by their neighbors. The army wasn't coming through to kill everybody. God's people were having to walk outside their homes every day and see the people who were going to carry out their murder, to look eye to eye with their friends who had been ordered to kill them. I, mean, I cannot even imagine. And they had all this hanging over their heads every day for 11 months, almost an entire year. So honestly, 2020 really had nothing on the anxiety and fear that that year 
must have been like for God's people. Um, but as you probably know, and as we'll talk about next week, God provided a dramatic rescue uh, from this death sentence. Esther hosted a banquet, one of many, uh, for her husband, the king, and for Haman, and outed Haman as plotting to execute all of her people. And in this dramatic reversal, Haman ended up being executed on the very same gallows that he had built to kill Mordecai. So all was well, right? No. So in ancient cultures, a king's edict couldn't be reversed once it had been sealed with his ring. Like think back to Daniel and the lion's den. So even though Haman was gone, uh, the death sentence for God's people throughout Persia still stood. Uh, the enemy was defeated, but his curse remained. And so the king provided a rescue for those living under the curse of death. Um, he gave the Jews the right to defend themselves if anyone tried to carry out the first order. So the death sentence still stood, but now so did the rescue. And that is really where we live today. Um, Satan, our enemy, has been declared defeated. But the curse that he unleashed in the garden remains. Death and brokenness um, hang over us and confront us and grieve us every single day. God himself said that because of the sin in the garden and the sin in each of us, death is part of this world. And yet, in his great mercy and grace and faithfulness, our king has provided a remedy. The king's own son, our Messiah, stood in the gap and took the curse in our place. Jesus took on our death sentence. He took it for the entire world so that when we each face our own mortality, um, death doesn't have to have the final say. And so we live here in this now and the not yet with both the curse and the cure hanging over us at the same time. So now, just as we count down to Easter during this time of Lent, we know death is still waiting for us, but we also know that God has provided the rescue because both death and resurrection are real, but only one will have the last word. And so as we count down the days to Easter together, we should take our sins seriously. We should each look at ourselves, our thoughts, our decisions, our actions, and not anyone else's, and recognize our desperate need for what happened on Good Friday, and that we each put Jesus on that cross, um, all of us. But at that same time, we can rejoice in the rescue from our sin that he provided back then and also in the rescue from the grave that he will provide when each of us faces our own day of mortality. Next Friday, we'll talk a little bit more about Esther and Mordecai since it will be Purim. But today, I hope you will rejoice in the countdown as we live in this place of the now and the not yet, the already and the not yet, and that as you do so, you will rest in his rescue on this holiday. Thank you.